What are you working towards? What are your goals? Do you know why you want to invest in real estate? These are some of the questions I'm going to be asking you, and we're going to break down some of the things that I learned getting started and why it's important sometimes to just reflect and figure out what is it that we're actually working towards. Because if you don't know, then you won't have a clear direction on where you're going to go. And without that clear direction, it's going to take you a lot longer to get there. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, ADPI? How are you doing? Mike Foster here, and today's going to be a little more of a mindset episode. We're really going to take it back, and I want to talk about what, really the what it is that you're working towards. You know, um, this kind of goes hand in hand with your why, right? And, and trying to figure out why it is you're doing what you're doing. Um, so both of those questions really the same, but you need to understand what it is you're working towards and, you know, how long you're going to take to get there, right? Goal setting, generally. Um, If you are listening to this, right, you are either just starting out or you know maybe a little bit about real estate and you want to know more. You want to see what opportunities it can open up for you. And I'm here to tell you that, there are a lot of opportunities that it can open up in your life, but that is both a blessing and a curse because with a lot of options comes a lot of paths and a lot of paths comes a lot of confusion. And if there is a lot of confusion, sometimes it will overwhelm you. And the last thing you want to do is to be overwhelmed by all the many avenues you can take real estate in to the point where it is a detriment, right? Because let's face it, I mean, you can be a jack of all trades, you can do a little bit of everything, and you can be successful at it, right? I've seen uh, people who have done it, right? And it is okay. But the thing is that if you don't know where you're going, then the tendency for you to fall down the wrong path and make the wrong choices in real estate Uh, is a lot more uh, possible, we'll say. And that's not something that I wish for any of you guys. So let's take today and and really go back to some of the basics. I, When I got started, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, I had no idea that I was going to get started down the rabbit hole of real estate when I picked this book up. But it was a book that was recommended to me multiple times, um, by a few different people. And so I said, you know, Hey, what the hell? I downloaded the audiobook, 
And every little, every day, little bit by little bit, I listened to more of it on my way to and from work. And it changed my life. It really did. It opened my eyes to a whole lot more than just real estate. Um, although that was definitely uh, one of the big topics that was discussed, but it was understanding the flow of money, understanding how assets and liabilities played into each other, right? Understanding the power of cash flow and how that was a better investing method than, you know, looking and waiting for appreciation. I mean, sometimes it can take a long time for, you know, for companies or for the real estate market or whatever to blow up in your favor, right? I mean, compound interest is great, especially when you're getting a good interest rate. But even still, let's say even if you're getting a 10% return, it's still going to take time for that 10% to eventually accumulate into something that, you know, will benefit you greater in the long run, right? Like all investments, all investments are made for the tomorrow, not the now. And so it's important that we know what we're working towards for that tomorrow. So that way, when we get there, we'll know and we'll be able to adjust and plan accordingly for the next tomorrow, right? So for instance, are you looking to work for the rest of your life? Answer that question, you know, and and if you are, that is quite okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're not, then what is going to be that point that sends you home, right? That tells you it's time to hang up the cape, you know? Uh, If you want to work for the rest of your life, you found a job that you're comfortable working in and and this is a good fit for you and you want to keep working there until you're told to leave or, you know, whatever, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? All All the more power to you. I honestly, I envy people who have found their passion earlier in life because that is good, right? That to me is fulfilling. My fulfillment comes from living my passions every single day, right? Um, And I've got quite a few, but you know, if you find yourself working towards something that you love and it makes you money and it makes you enough money that you're satisfied, then you are a very blessed person in that regard. And it's definitely something you should continue to do. But, you know, for me, even even that, I don't plan on working the rest of my life. You know, I do plan on retiring early. My goal is to retire in the next, oh, wow, it's uh, going to be almost eight years here in September. <laughs> you know what I mean? I set that goal out for myself two years ago, 10 years. And uh, now, here I am, um, rounding the corner and going on eight left. And I'm hoping that, you know, before then, I will have achieved that, you know, that wealth or that cash flow enough that will set me back. But I understand now, you know, having been educated, that the point that I retire will be at the point where my expenses are I guess, handled, we'll say, right, by the passive income that I have coming in, right? So so when I no longer need to work actively to sustain an income that will satisfy my desired style of living, I will know at that point 
it is time to hang up the cape. And and it's not that I don't want to work or to do something for the rest of my life. It's that I don't want to rely on that W-2, right? I don't want to rely on that stated income that you file every tax year, knowing that you are, you have to go to that nine to five or that six to six, right? Because really in the military, you know, we're up at dark and we're getting home at dark. So it's not really, <laughs> it's not really nine to five for us, but, but you know, you know what I mean? So that's my goal. Those are my goals in life. And, um, and whatever I decide to go into afterwards, right, will be in line with one of my passions or maybe all of my passions, right? If I can somehow live uh, or uh, start either a business or make investments that involve all my passions, it's great. And that will be me at my ultimate, you know, right at the top of my game. Um, so, you know, but that is what I will look for. That is my, my benchmark, right? When my expenses are handled by my passive income, that is my benchmark where I say, okay, Mike, it's time to move on and it's time to do something else. All right. So, so that is, that's essentially what you want to look for, you know, and just an example, your goals may be different, right? You may see your achievement when you've bought the car of your dreams or maybe when you've either built or bought the house of your dreams, right? Or if you've, you know, you, you feel like you're able to now move to another country and live you know, as an expat there, whatever, right? Whatever your dream is, whatever your goals are, make sure they're clear, make sure they're defined, and make sure that you understand what it is you're working towards. So when you get there, you have a good, you have a good idea in mind. So after I got started with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, my education really got cultivated by uh, a man named Clayton Morris. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with him. He was a news anchor for Fox and Friends. He owns and runs a turnkey real estate business, right? For those of you who don't know what that is, turnkey real estate uh, business is a company that that goes out, finds properties that need rehab, um, that need uh, work done to it. And so they do it, right? They, they fix that home. And instead of flipping it, they put tenants in them, right? They rent them out. They find property management. So they're already starting to cash flow. And investors can come and buy those properties from that company. That way they don't have to do the work of finding tenants, of fixing properties, of finding properties, all those deals are already ready-made in a package, ready to sell off to the investor, right? So he simplifies the investment process. And we work with a few turnkey companies as well here at Activity Passive Income. So if that's something you're interested in, you definitely can find that through us, all right? And you get access to that by, of course, you know, buying into our course and, you know, getting the mentorship piece that we have through Start the Spark. But anyway, so he has one of these companies um, and he also has a successful podcast, which, you know, teaches people how to invest. And I am a 
I am one of his you know pupils. I'm one of the people that learned a lot from him. So, um, so a lot of good information about him. Um, and for those of you who don't know, um, last year he recently uh, quit his job and he accomplished his goal. He actually accomplished his financial freedom way before he quit. But you know, he, even he had to reflect and realize he had made it. And with instead of continuing on in this, you know, uh, mentality that he needed to work to make ends meet, he had to reflect and and let go of that fear, right? That innate fear that we all have before making a huge change in our lives. You know, maybe you're listening to this podcast right now and and you realize that you are at the position where you don't have to work anymore to achieve an income that's sustainable for your family. Maybe you already have investments or business or or whatever, right, that is coming in that is enough for you. Well, if you are at that point, then I highly encourage you to reflect again and figure out what it is that you want to accomplish in life, you know, and take some time and, and live those passions out. You know, you don't have to work until you are old and gray. And unfortunately, we live in an age where there are some people that do because of, you know, investments that made in the past that went south, right? 2008, 2007 is definitely still a real thing felt in our economy today, even though we are in the midst of this huge economic boom. Now, I think information plays a huge part in this boom, and the fact that people now have such easy access to information, it's harder for something like that to happen again, but it's not impossible. And the fact that it's not impossible, it's even more important that we educate ourselves to the point where we can, you know, include those safety nets in multiple facets in our lives, right? Diversify the investments that we make understand what goals we are heading towards so that way we can you know when we get there we know okay we've made it maybe before we get there we can you know push back or no sorry push back our goal but um to create another goal right you know you're about to accomplish something set something else continue to work for something don't get stagnant right don't be comfortable you know if if you're investing in your 401k don't be comfortable with just investing in that right and I say all this to say that, you know, this was a lot of what I learned just listening through uh, Clayton Morris and his podcast. He is a huge mentor of mine, him and his wife, Natalie. Um, if you don't know them, make sure you go check them out. I've got a link to um, both their podcast and a little concept I'm going to introduce to you guys here soon. But but they are an amazing couple. Um and they invest with their family. They teach you everything about, you know, what it is with real estate investments, how you can take advantage of tax benefits and, and all this. I mean, obviously, you know, they're geared more towards civilians, right? So they're, they teach everybody. But it's not something that you can't do. You know, I learned it. Um, so many other people have learned it and, take, and taken those nuggets and, you know, and gone. 
you know, our platform is that we tailor all our information towards military. But there is a lot of stuff that you know, runs both sides of the coin. I mean, with the exception of our benefits, right, that help us invest in real estate, a lot of these concepts are still the same and they apply to everyone. So the knowledge that you can gain from going to other sources is great. So when the people that we bring up on our interviews or that we you know partner with, we, we encourage you, please reach out to other sources. Make sure that you get all the information that's out there that is free to share because there is so much, you know, that you can take advantage of, right? And so Clayton Morris, he has an amazing concept and it's so simple, right? It's called your freedom number. And the basis of this concept is that you map out what it is, right? Visually, you map out what it is you're working towards. And so with the concept that I had stated, right, where my passive income becomes enough to cover my expenses, that's what I'm working towards, right? That's that that goal that I've set for myself. And so you can visually see based off of a strategic way of investing, right? A very constant, a very meticulous way of investing, making sure that the numbers average around or don't really don't change much from what it is you're doing on paper, right? And making sure that you can plan out to see just how many properties will help you get to that point. Now, the reason this is important is because a lot of people think that you have to be this real estate tycoon. You have to be a Donald Trump in order to be financially free with real estate. And that is not the case. That's not the case at all. As a matter of fact, you would be surprised to know how many properties would get you to the point where you can feel comfortable enough to step away from your nine to five Right or sorry, step away from our you know our dark to dark right and hang up the uniform and say you know what I'm okay or you know you don't decide to hang up the uniform you decide to continue your service but you know that when you do you are okay and you're no longer bound to that spell that so many of us fall into where we feel like. Oh, I'm at 10 years. I might as well finish out the rest of the 10 years. I'm not happy. I'm not happy in the place that I am and what I'm doing, but I'll stick it out because I feel like I have to in order to get that retirement benefit and then I'll be okay. Or maybe it's not 10 years. Maybe it's 15 years. And maybe you've just had, you know, a bunch of really bad tours, just back to back to back. And you're tired of dealing with this, and you're tired of of uh, of putting up with the same nonsense, but you're going to continue it anyway, you know. And I'm not saying that that is a bad thing to sacrifice yourself for service. That is 100% noble if that's your intention. But again, in being honest, ask yourself. Is that really your intention? Or are your intentions a little more selfish than that? Again, be honest with yourself. 
And then there's nothing wrong with it. Admit it and accept it to yourself that, you know, if you are sticking around because you feel trapped and you feel like the only way you can liberate yourself is by accomplishing the 20, getting that retirement benefit, and then moving on to whatever else, then you're looking at life wrong. And you should really question whether or not staying in that uniform is helping you, helping your family, or helping the sailors, marines, and soldiers that you lead, right? The airmen that are in charge of you. If your financial life is impacting your leadership or your workability to, to, you know, to work side by side with your peers, right? Then there needs to be some self-reflection there. And you need to say, am I doing this right? Or am I doing this wrong? Is there a better way? And if this is what you're coming up with, then yes, I'm here to tell you there are so many better ways, but you have to find them. And in this information age that we live in, it's easy. You just have to ask the questions. And nowadays, you can ask these questions on Google and you'll come up with thousands and thousands of results on people who are posting things that they have found in life, things that they have done, other ways that maybe interest you. If real estate is not your game, I don't know why you're listening to a real estate investing podcast, but if real estate is not your thing, that's fine. There are so many other avenues out there for you to accomplish that financial freedom you're looking for, but you have to be hungry and you have to go out and search for it. And you can't get complacent, okay? You can't. So just keep looking, right? And and find something. Don't give up. Okay. So I want to go over this freedom number because I think this is really important for um, those of you who are listening to really understand and to to just put into practice, you know? Um, again, this is Clayton Morris's freedom number. Uh, this is not mine. Um, and it's awesome. And I'm going to share it with you anyway, right? This is a little free plug for him. And like I said, I've got some, uh, I got a link and you know, his page posted in our show notes. So make sure you check it out after this, but all right. So with your freedom number, right? So, you know, just a quick background. He invests in properties out in the Midwest. I believe in the same thing, right? Because why work harder when you can work smarter and buy properties that are 10 times cheaper than they are out on the coasts, right? Like California, for, for instance, where the average three-bedroom, two-bath is probably in the $500,000, and $700,000 range, depending on where you're investing, right? Whereas in the Midwest, in Indiana, in Michigan, in Mississippi, right? You are you are investing in maybe three bedrooms, two baths that cost less than sixty grand. You know what I mean? It's crazy, but that is what is out there. And you know, if you don't believe me, go take a look on Zillow and see for yourself. I mean, there are properties out in the Midwest, Tennessee, right? All, all these properties out there that are so much less than what they are on the coastlines. So just uh, go ahead and check it out. But anyway, so he uses, you know, his Midwest properties as the marker and says, okay, for an average property 
that costs, let's say, $50,000, right? $50,000, this property is going to, you know, cash flow somewhere around 700 to 800 or I'm sorry, it's going to rent for about 700 to $800, okay? Not cash flow, it's going to rent, okay? So there's a difference. Now, that is the rent that's coming in each month. That's what you can expect. That's pretty good, um, especially if your property costs $50,000. Your profit margin there is, is looking pretty good. Now, you always want to add in a buffer for expenses. So let's say you bought that property and you received $750. We'll split it right down the middle, right? $750 a month in rent, okay? Times 12 you're going to get $9,000 yeah, $9, a month, okay? So $9,000 a month, and I'm going to write this down on paper here um, just so I can keep track with you. Let's say you experience a 40% loss, all right? That's super conservative, and, you know, that's not something you'll really see, but that's fine, right? You want to account for every possible expense. So you multiply 9000 by 0.6, right? That's a 40% loss. And you come up with 5,400. Okay. That is how much you're going to make at the end of the year. Okay. So with 5,400 at the end of the year, again, we'll divide that by 12 and we see we're going to make $450 a month. Okay. So with each property, you want to say that you're going to make about $450 each month in cash flow. Um, and that's your net, right? That's, that's your net cash flow. This is just accounting a 40% loss of your income due to all your expenses, whether it be maintenance, repairs, right? Property management, you name it, insurance, all that stuff. All right. You want to account for that. Okay. So now let's figure out what we need to set ourselves free, okay? So if you are looking at your expenses and you're seeing that your average expenses are, let's say 5,000 a month, okay? Let's just be generous and say your average expenses for yourself or for your family, right? It's $5,000 a month. It may be more, maybe less, but we're gonna go with this ballpark figure, okay? Now, if $5,000 a month is, you know, the average lifestyle that you're living and you want to, you know, invest so you can have a little bit of a better lifestyle, then give yourself a little more of a cushion, right? Give yourself an extra $500 a month, right? An extra $500 a month, even if you're putting that away, is $6,000 at the end of the year. That's enough for you to take a nice trip at least once a year with your family. Or maybe if it's just you and your wife or if it's just, you know, you by yourself, right? You want to take a couple trips with that money. That's fine, right? Or you want to save it up to invest in whatever, okay? So we're going to give yourself an extra $500 a month. I think that's fair, all right? So expenses are $5,500 a month, and that's what you want to find, okay? So you're going to take that $5,500, and you're going to divide it by the 450 that you solved in that cash flow for that property, right? How many properties are you left with? If you've been doing the math with me, you can see 
that 12.2, right, is the answer you get. Obviously, you don't have a point two unless maybe you're, you know, uh, doing something crazy with your property. So let's round up to an even whole number, right? And we'll go with 13. Well, there you go. 13 properties, guys, is what you need. 13 of those Midwest, right, $50,000 properties is what you need to set yourself up for success for the lifestyle that you want to live. That's it, guys. And it's so much different than the 50 or the 100 or the 1,000, right, that you see some of these big real estate moguls have, right? But that's fine. That's what they love to do. They love to buy properties. They love to make you know money. And that's, that is what it is, right? But if you're not that type of person, if you just want to have enough to live a nice lifestyle for your new family, maybe you want to have a little more to save up for random losses that may you may incur, that's fine. And you can do this without having to leave your job, right? Without having to, to leave the military. If you're comfortable where you are and you want to get started, you can do this. Right, you can save up the money to go buy on one house, and you can use the money that's in that house to roll in on buying another one. There are so many strategies out there, but you guys just have to, you know, do some digging and understand. Stick with us, right? Stick with Active Duty Passive Income. Subscribe to our channel. We will show you all this, all the awesome strategies that are out there, and how you, right, the military family, can kill it can absolutely crush it with the benefits that are afforded to you. But this stuff is there. 13 properties, guys, in this example. And if your expenses are a lot less than 5500 then hey, you know, it, you're, you've got a lot less. And if it's a little more, okay, fine, you've got more. But, but again, right, this strategy is out there, right? And this method is an amazing tool. And it's something that I want to share with you because... I think it's powerful. And this method is what got me into being really motivated to doing it and to seeing how possible it really is. That it's not impossible for me, a city boy from New York, right, growing up lower, lower income family, right? Uh, or lower middle class, right? Lower, lower middle class, top bottom, right? Not ever being afforded any information like this out there. And now I, I'm in an age where I can access it and I'm hungry for it. And I found it and I'm motivated to get it, right? So so here, it's possible. 13 properties, guys, that's not that hard. Uh, when I did it back then, my, my uh, freedom number was 15. And and with life and, uh, and how it's moved, it changed to 20. And I set that goal, you know, again, two years ago, 20 properties is what it's going to take for me. I want to have $10,000 in passive income coming in each month for me to live the lifestyle that I want to live. That is my goal. And I am it's clear. It's defined. I'm going to get there in less than 10 years, but I've got 10 years to do it. And, you know, it, it's awesome. And I'm going for it. And I'm almost there, you know. So, well, almost relatively, right? I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm starting out, but I've got six properties right now. So I think I'm well on my way. I think that's fair to say, right? So, hoo-yah. Um, now, 
Another reason I want to bring this up is because Mark Janssik, right, our CEO, he has developed an app that can not only calculate this freedom number for you, but it will show it to you and you can have it every single day in your pocket or in your hand. You can show your spouse, you can show your partner, you can show whoever, your friends, your family, that, hey, this is the journey that I'm on and this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. So in order to find this app, and again, it's absolutely free. Okay. You got to go to iTunes, right? If you have it. And actually, as I'm mentioning this now, sadly, it is only for iTunes right now. So don't beat me up. I'm sorry if you're listening to this on Android. We are, we are, you know, hurrying to get it available to all other platforms. But as of right now, it is only available for iTunes. But hey, you know, if you got a buddy that <laughs> that has an iPhone, maybe you can borrow theirs for a little bit just so you can see it. But hey, so you're going to go to uh, iTunes, you're going to look up the military real estate investment calculator, okay, or a cash flow calculator, and you're going to go in and see it, right? You can see our little logo, all right, and then you download it. Now, once you get there, it's going to take you through a couple different windows, and this is going to be your calculation data, okay? So the first thing you're going to see when you get there is the amount that you have saved up. So you're going to enter the amount of money that you have saved up. Let's say, you know, you've, let's say you're starting from scratch. Let's say you've saved absolutely zero, right? Um, now you're going to go ahead and you're going to put that zero. And you're going to move on to the next one. And the next one is going to say, how much do you save monthly? So the first one was, how much do you have in your savings account? The next one is, how much do you save monthly? So let's say you save, you know, $200 a month, okay? You try and be, you know, or you're, you're starting your savings right now and you're saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to start by saving $200 every single month, right? Good to go. Now, the average property price. Now, this is going to depend on the type of investor you are. And this is why I say that with a strategic approach, to investing and making sure that your numbers are the same. You're not going to fluctuate, right? You want to be very clear. You want to be very defined in your goals and what you're working towards and how you're going to get there. Okay. You don't want to, you know, buy a hundred thousand dollar property here, a $400,000 property here, a $30,000 property here, right? All that fluctuation may take you off your path. And it's going to be harder for you to accomplish that goal in the time that you set for yourself because you're going to be all over the place, okay? So you want to be very clear and defined and strategic on how you invest. So just like we did in our example, I'm going to put $50,000 because that is the average price of property that you would find in the Midwest, right? A good rental with a solid return. So you save that. And then your next window is down payment. Now, for us, right, for military, if you're still in, chances are you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved up where you can just drop cash on properties and buy them free and clear, okay? 
And if you're younger, you definitely don't have this much money. You don't even have this much money saved up in your 401k. Or sorry, your TSP, right? So that's fine and it's okay. We expect you're going to pay a down payment. Now, understand that for investment properties, the average down payment is 20%. Okay, so if you're thinking that you're going to do 10%, then hey, that's more for a personal property and understand that that might not be what you're doing. But if you're a creative investor and you found creative ways to acquire properties and you've, let's say, or let's say you've been listening to I'm sorry, not listening. You you bought into our course, right? And you learned all the different creative ways out there that you can buy property. And you're setting this goal that 10% is what you're going to use to buy your properties with. Hey, more power to you. But go with what you are going to you know, go for. And again, strategic, right? You don't want these numbers to change as much. So you want to go in with an understanding. I'm going to put 20,000, no, I'm sorry, 20% for this example, and that's going to bring you to $10,000 each month. So what that's going to do is, right, and you're going to see every time you reach that 10,000 mark, you're going to go and you're find a property and you're going to buy it, okay? So bear with me. So that after you save that down payment window, the next question it's going to ask you is your estimated interest rate. How much do you think you're going to pay in interest? Now, obviously, this depends a lot on your credit score. If you have bad credit, Make sure you go ahead and you check up our YouTube page. I did a video on how you can build up your credit in a very quick amount of time, right? Definitely want to make sure that you understand that because that's going to help you out, all right? Um, so that's just another tool. But the average right Fed rate right now is between 4 and 5%. So maybe for sake of argument, it's good to go higher on this one. That way, if something is lower, then the numbers work out more in your favor and you're good to go. Okay, so we're going to go for 5% in this example. Okay, now the next window you're going to see is your average rent. The average rent that you're going to expect in these properties that you buy. Right now, We'll go with the average rent that we went for in the last example, which was seven fifty, because that's what you're going to see in this market. But again, this may change. So have an idea of the market that you're going to invest in, what the price, the cost of the uh, price of the properties are, and the amount of money that you're going to get in rent each month. Okay, so you're going to want to save that. Now, the next thing you're going to get <clears throat> is the estimated property expenses. Now, you want to include taxes, insurance, property management, right? Capital expenditures, let's say if you're, if you're doing something a little more commercial, right? Maintenance, vacancies, you want to include all that. But what you don't want to include is the principal and interest that you're going to pay in your mortgage, okay? We have already handled that calculation for you. So your principal and interest payments will be included in that. What you want to estimate is the amount it's going to cost for the rest of your expenses, right? Your tax, your insurance, your property management, maintenance, all that jazz. And <clears throat> what you can do is, if you'd like, go in and, you know, take the difference between that 40%, right? And then throw it into there and, 
you know, use that for your expenses. Now, it might be a little more than the 40% in this regard because you're taking out a loan, right? Now, Clayton's uh, the rule really takes into account if you're buying those properties cash. You're not buying the property cash here, so you'll likely see more of a 60% loss due to the fact that you're paying a mortgage on this property, okay? So maybe you want to do that. That's usually what I do. If I'm using Clayton's rule and on a certain property I'm investing in, I'll go at a 60% just because I know I'm going to lose a little more because of the mortgage that I'm using, right? So, okay, so do the difference in those numbers, add the rest for the expenses, and then maybe good to go, right? Now, your estimated appreciation rate. Now, this is the next window you're going to get, right? Estimated appreciation rate. This is something that you can add. This is something you don't have to add. Typically, I don't. And the reason that I don't is because I don't invest for appreciation. I don't count on it. Appreciation to me is icing on the cake. The reason why it's included in this app is because two of the numbers you're going to see is the amount of equity that you have from your portfolio and the amount of cash flow that you've built coming in each month. So you're going to see both those numbers and that's why the appreciation rate's in here. But I don't typically add it because, again, I don't count on it. But for argument's sake, we're going to say 1%, okay? 1% appreciation and that's, again, pretty conservative depending on the market that you live in, all right? So for 1% appreciation, the next thing is going to be a start. The last question you're going to get is a start date, right? So we're going to start Today, okay. Today, uh, we'll say uh, we'll say August first, right? We'll project a little bit. So August first, we're gonna start there, <clears throat> and we're gonna check out our graph. So it takes you to now a graph page, and it shows you okay. So you are starting out with zero dollars in equity with 200 a month in cash flow because it's considering the 200 a month that you have in savings <clears throat> as part of your cash flow, right? And it will continue to do that. So as you see that graph up there on the top, you're going to take your finger and you're going to swipe. And as you swipe, you'll notice that you're going to feel your phone vibrate. And it's going to show you coins going up because each of those vibrations is a point where you will have bought your next property. And as you swipe across, you'll see that the the cash flow you build starts to grow the by the more properties you have and with more properties you have, the faster it takes for you to get to that 10,000 mark that you set as your down payment for each of the properties you're going to buy. So again, like I said, with a very strategic method of investing, your your financial freedom can get here a lot quicker than you think. Now, let's say for argument's sake, right, that $5,500 mark was what we were looking for. I can see here that after scrolling my finger across, February of 2034 is when we will have achieved it in this scenario, right? Now, that's great. That's great. That's not too far off. You know, with a very conservative approach to investing, you can get there. And with the 5,500 you've built in passive income, you've also built 
$358,000 in equity. That is huge because, again, as you continue to learn, you can do a lot of money, a lot of damage with that money that you have built up in equity, right? By leveraging the equity to buy more properties, right? So you can achieve this goal a lot faster than February of 34. It is very possible for you to achieve financial freedom relatively quickly, but it always comes from hard work and it always comes faster by efficient work. You don't want to be all over the place when you're investing. You want to make sure that you're very clear, you're strategic, you're systematic, and you're defined. And it all goes into that question that I asked at the beginning. What is it that you're working for? Right? What are your goals? If you have those goals or what you're working towards in mind, you will be able to be more clear on the type of investments that you want to make. All right, guys. That's really it. That's all I've got. Thank you so much for listening. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I absolutely love this. I can't tell you how much I love this because I really think it's hard to define. But I love sharing these things with you guys because it's important. Because it's stuff that I did not grow up with. They don't teach us this in school. But now this information is out here and it's so readily available It's awesome. So I want to make sure that you guys have what you need to succeed in real estate. Okay. We want to make sure that you have what you need. My team is ready to help you if you are ready to begin. Okay. www.activedutypassiveincome.com. Go check it out. Connect with us on Facebook. Connect with us on Instagram, right? Continue listening to this podcast. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. This is going to be a life-changing tool, and we are going to make sure that we are bringing so much value to your your car, to your ear, to your phone, whatever the heck you're listening to this podcast in, whatever the heck you use to surf the internet at home or at work, right, when you're not supposed to, or, (laughs) or, you know, if you're just waiting around, right? We are here to help you, okay? Thank you so much for listening, guys. Appreciate it again. Mike Foster, out.